Welcome to the Equifax Credit Talks podcast. My name is Elise Klink. I'm a best-selling author, financial expert, and CEO of Best Money Moves, a financial wellness technology company. So since the pandemic began, millions of Americans have filed for unemployment. And still, just around 20 million Americans are filing continuing claims for unemployment every single week. Various states are continuing to process backlogged unemployment claims, and we are probably going to see an insane number of unemployment claims for at least the next month or so. Any way you look at it, there's a huge amount of damage that's been done to the U.S. and global financial systems, and then a whole lot of personal pain that goes along with that. Equifax is a leading credit reporting agency, and as part of its effort to be helpful in this time of economic pain, the company has launched an extensive COVID and Credit Financial Resource Center. You can find it at Equifax.com. This podcast is part of the effort to help expand your access to some of the leading financial experts in the country, as well as some of Equifax's own subject matter experts to help you understand more deeply about what's happening. We discuss real-world financial solutions and share resources for people just like you who want to protect credit and manage your finances during this COVID-19 pandemic. In this episode, we're going to talk with Loretta Waters, Vice President of the Insurance Information Institute, about business insurance, homeowners and renters insurance, and other kinds of insurance issues you should be aware of in this time of pandemic and recession. But first, let's turn to Beverly Anderson, who's president of Equifax Global Consumer Solutions Division, about late payments and your credit report. Hey, Bev, welcome back to the Credit Talks podcast. Hi, Elise. Thanks. It's nice to be here. So states are all opening up and we're seeing images of people in restaurants and walking on the street and attending various get-togethers, both large and small. And it's actually good to see, right? Although worrisome with the pandemic not quite under control. I know. I'm enjoying seeing people live their lives again. But I do wish we could ensure everyone's safety and security, both at work and when people are enjoying themselves over the weekend. Until we have a vaccine, it's hard to imagine that anything will return to what we all used to think of as normal. You know, Bev, you're absolutely right. It's very good to see where we are in terms of travel starting to creep up. I saw this story in the news the other day about how some people have just taken this year's bookings for amazing once-in-a-lifetime vacations, and I could really use one of those right now, and they've just sort of pushed them to 2021. So for travel companies, bookings look better for next year even than this year. You know, I saw the same story and thought I better get on my bookings as well. Everything's going (laughs) to be booked up. So this is all great, except we still have another six months to go in this year. I would like to see people travel more, eat out more, and enjoy their lives. Yeah, me too. Hey, I want to turn to today's question, which is about how long late payments stay on a credit report. We recently had a question on the site from someone who had missed a few credit card payments, but then once she got her unemployment check, she caught up with those payments, but they're still counted as late because of her COVID-19 related job loss. She's wondering how long those late payments will stay on her different credit reports. You know, this is a great question and one we get often. Uh, Generally, a late payment on your credit card account will remain on your credit history for up to seven years, even if you pay the past due balance in full. The late payment will usually appear on your credit report starting from the date of the missed payment. So your credit history reflects payment history. So if you check your credit report, you should see late payments listed, right? That's right. It's a good idea to regularly check your credit reports to ensure that late payments fall off after the allotted time period. And there's lots of places now where you can actually check your credit report for free. 
Absolutely. Typically, you are entitled to a free copy of your credit report every 12 months from each of the three nationwide credit bureaus. However, in response to COVID-19 pandemic, all three nationwide credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, are offering free weekly online credit reports via annualcreditreport.com through April of 2021. You can also create a My Equifax account to get six free Equifax credit reports each year. In addition, you can click Get My Free Credit Score on your My Equifax dashboard to enroll in Equifax Core Credit for a free monthly Equifax credit report and free monthly Vantage Score credit score based on Equifax data. What if you find out that a late payment hasn't fallen off your credit reports? Can you dispute that? Yes, you can. We talk about this all the time. You file a dispute with your credit reporting bureaus, but you have to talk directly with your lender or creditor about what they're reporting because they're the ones sending the information about your late pays to the credit bureaus. Credit reporting bureaus just compile the information about your financial behavior from lenders and creditors with whom you have financial relationships. It usually includes credit accounts and credit lines you have now or have had in the past, as well as your payment history, how much you've borrowed, any judgments against you, and other similar information. Just be aware that in either instance, it may take longer than normal to reach a customer service agent due to increased call volume. By the way, you can easily file a dispute with Equifax through your free myequifax.com account, and you can apply a consumer statement of 100 words or less on your credit report. And I know also you've said in the past, Bev, that it's important to have your documentation handy when you talk with your lender or creditor so you can back up your claim. Absolutely. It's always a good idea to have your paper trail. (laughs) Thanks, Bev. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Elise. See you soon. Loretta Waters joins us now. She's vice president of the Insurance Information Institute. Loretta, welcome to the Equifax Credit Talks podcast. Thank you so much, Elise. Appreciate you inviting me. So one of the things that's come up is with particularly small business owners, but also medium and large size businesses, Uh, They have business insurance, and I think a lot of people thought they had business interruption insurance. And one thing with COVID, we know that business has been interrupted. But I have been coming to understand that perhaps their coverage isn't quite what they thought it was. Well, yeah, Elisa, the problem is that a lot of businesses thought that business interruption uh, covered them for uh, viruses and pandemics, and it doesn't. Uh, It's specifically excluded in a policy and has been so probably about 20 years now. It started with SARS when uh, companies saw the enormous amount of potential loss it could be because it's so widespread. It's not, you know, it's not like a few businesses that are affected. If there was a fire and it affected a certain neighborhood with businesses, a street, but this is widespread. This is all over the country. So the the enormity of the losses would just have such a tremendous impact on the insurance industry. They saw that 20 years ago, and that's why they put these uh, exclusions in place. So the business insurance or the business interruption insurance might cover them if somebody uh, in the protest, for example, would it cover them for breaking and entering and stores getting robbed? Or is that considered civil rioting? Actually, it's civil rioting and it is part of your policy. It is included. So you would have things like if your building was burned down, uh, you would be covered. If there was uh, looting, um, which we saw a lot of the, the media coverage, that is covered. 
So there is some coverage. I'm sure that when they were sort of adding up all the different kinds of coverages and thinking about things that would happen, they probably never anticipated that you would get a virus pandemic and civil rioting all in the same month. Well, waiting for the lotus. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The 10 plagues. So you know, when when companies are thinking about their insurance coverage, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what's going on with the claims process for businesses right now. Sure. And so if you're a small, medium-sized business and you are affected by the riots, first and foremost, you want to make sure that the police are notified so that you can get some record of what has happened, uh, what kind of damage has been done, take pictures, take um, inventory of what's missing, if people have looted. At some point, Uh, Your insurance company is going to ask you for various documents to help corroborate how long you've been out of business and what that impact would be overall on your revenue. So they're going to look for your tax records, any kind of inventory of, of, of what you have uh, so that those things can be replenished and, you know, so that you have income during that time period. One caveat on that, there are time limitations in the beginning. Usually, depending on what you select as a business, it could be uh, 72, 48 to 72 hours before you start your business interruption. And that, what that simply is, is almost like a deductible. Some companies have a $1,000 deductible, or they may have a, a time deductible. So it's the same kind of thing. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about homeowners insurance because we're also entering uh, the time when we get big floods, big rains, hurricanes, wildfires. They're, the natural disasters in this country have really multiplied over the years and the expense of them is up, I think, tenfold or more over the last 10 years. How are insurance companies um, dealing with that? And, and really for consumers, what are the things they need to understand besides from the obvious, which is that flood insurance is not routinely included in regular homeowners insurance policies? Well, Elise, one of the big things, as you point out, is you know hurricane season. In May, we had almost three storms. Projections for the year are higher than ever. We've had wildfires that were once in a small period of time, and now they are almost year round. So people need to be aware as homeowners, you know, that's your most important asset. And so you really need to be prepared. And a lot of people don't realize uh, the importance of having flood insurance. Sometimes they think it's already included in their policy and it's not. Much for the same reason, in in essence, for uh, any kind of insurance where there's a high risk long-term situation, you need to have that kind of coverage. So flood insurance, you get it typically through the National Flood Insurance Program. Uh, it is administered through your insurance company, usually. Um, you can go directly, but it's probably best going through your insurance company. And there are limits, of course, depending on your house uh, and its value to to rebuild. Uh, The limits typically are $250,000 on the structure of the house and $100,000 on the contents. So if you have a home that's worth more than $250,000, and I think a lot of people do, um, particularly in the Northeast, uh, homes, you can't get a home for probably less than four or 500000 So you probably want to consider getting coverage from the surplus lines. Um, 100000 for contents isn't too bad, um, and that's probably okay, but the structure of the building, really, you probably need to up those limits if you have a home that's worth more than 250000 So 
you know, what what does general homeowners insurance cover though? Because it does cover, and you'll people get confused by this. Uh, it does cover things like pipes bursting, right? Yes, pipes bursting. It, the perils are typically wind, fire. Uh, missiles that would come down and hit your house. There's really quite a number of perils that that you're protected from. Any kind of windstorms, hail, those will protect you uh, through insurance. But a rising tide of water, meaning like floodwaters coming up, that it won't protect. Uh, Yes, Elise, you you know your your insurance. Uh, Typically a rising body of water is not covered, whereas if it was rain coming down into your house, uh, let's say, you know, uh, you had a hurricane and there was a branch that smashed your window and the rain came in and flooded your living room, you would be covered. All right. And then what are some money-saving suggestions that you have for consumers, especially right now? Homes are getting more expensive. Replacement coverage is much more expensive. How can they save money? Well, there are several ways. Uh, one way is, of course, raising your deductible. You know, the lower your deductible, the more expensive it is. Um, you get more back if there's coverage. But if you raise your deductible, let's say from five hundred to a thousand, or even to five thousand, if you can afford that, you'll be paying a lot less money. You know, on your annual amount. Um, another way is bundling your policies, having your auto and your home. If you have a boat, having all those together will be less expensive than if you bought each one individually. Uh, last question. Where can you go to check out the financial health of your insurer so that you know that you can depend on them in case of emergencies? A good place to go is some of the rating agencies like S&P or AM Best, um, or even your local public library will probably have those books. And you can see what the financial stability is of that organization. Um, but aside from the financial stability, you also want to make sure that the insurer is is, is good with their customers. You know, the customer service is good and uh, having your, your neighbors or friends recommend to, to you if they've had a good experience with their insurer. Loretta Waters is vice president of the Insurance Information Institute. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, that does it for this week's Equifax Credit Talks podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Please visit the Equifax COVID and Credit Financial Resource Center at Equifax.com. And remember that if you do sign up for your My Equifax account, you can get six free copies of your Equifax credit report each year. We'll be back soon with another Equifax Credit Talks podcast. I'm Elise Kling. Thanks for listening.